Coming up today on Eagle Eyes on Tech, Artisan builds a small PC builder has had the worst PR disaster ever. We'll cover that in great detail, how that all went down. Russia has been virtually isolated from almost everything. Activision Blizzard encounters even more problems. And Apple ready to announce the next generation of Apple Silicon. All that and more coming up today on Eagle Eyes on Tech. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, so I'm going to read this, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I am Eagle Falcon. To say there's a lot to do today is quite the understatement. That much is for sure. We're going to be covering the, the Artesian builds controversy, Russia being isolated out from the world, and there's so much going on that there's a decent chance we're not going to get to the Apple story. This Tuesday, Apple announces new chips. I mean, there, we've already barely covered it now if we don't go into detail about what I expect. There's just so, 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 so much to do and so little time. We're going to actually get started right away with the artesian builds controversy so first off let me go through my first encounter with this company for those who don't know artesian builds is a very small independent computer building uh, company they tried to go ahead and We'll basically start themselves up. Their advertising method was going to be trying to get as much cheap and free advertising as possible. To which then they reached out to a ton of small streamers, myself included. This was actually way back in December of the 16th, in which they offered me into their ambassador program which is basically just like the affiliate program of many companies of which most small streamers should not under any circumstances touch i want to stress that the overwhelming majority of these ambassadors slash affiliate programs you basically go ahead you take up valuable space on your info page as a streamer which by the way twitch is now done in such a way that your info page basically almost never gets looked at at all i'm willing to bet there is a ton of outdated information on my info page so many banners out of out of date and whatnot it's quite possible but they expect you to put up an advertisement for free and pay you uh, based on commission for people who click through that link and purchase a PC. Now, back when they sent me this whole thing, 
I didn't like the idea of it at all. Just because I've seen these sort of affiliate programs time and time again, and almost always these affiliate programs end up having you as the person who is the small streamer basically be in a giant lose-lose situation. You have the look of selling out and you don't even get the benefit of selling out. Now, one of the ways that Artesian Builds tries to make up for this is by having ambassador giveaways. Oh, and by the way, just as another fun little thing, uh, when they tried to recruit me, I did ask them, what makes you think my audience would be ideal for your product? And they cited my passion for gaming as the primary reason. Not the fact that I was a former PC refurbisher and do podcasts daily covering the latest tech news. Whoops. Now, fast forward to this past Wednesday. I get flooded with information in regards to Artesian Builds and one of their ambassador giveaways. And what we got from them is, uh, it's quite the sight. For starters, apparently this giveaway is sponsored by Intel, which, not all that uncommon, but I kind of wonder if uh, Intel is on board with advertising to a giveaway to this company's advertisers. Like, that in itself is a little bizarre. But, I want to stress something. In the ad I was given, and on their own page, the rules for the giveaway is that you just must be part of their ambassador program. That is the only rule. Alright, I want that to be clear. That's the only rule they have stated. So what they do is that their giveaway then draws up a streamer by the name of Kayapia, which I have most likely mispronounced. It is spelled K-I-A-P-I-A-A underscore. If I have mispronounced that, you can go ahead and send your emails to I really don't care at gmail.com. Good luck getting a response to me out of that. I mean, I do care a little bit, but please, please, please no hating. In any case, once this streamer was drawn as the winner, the CEO, who, by the way, is on this live stream wearing 
some sort of terrible Star-Lord cosplay, then begins to go through the streamer's social metrics on all social platforms, to which I think, first off, going to all social platforms is both good and disgusting. The thing is, as a streamer, you should care about where your standing is on all social platforms. Just because you can't really effectively stream on Twitch and focus 100% on Twitch. You just can't. You've got to go out and put yourself on multiple different platforms. In my case, I have this podcast. It reaches on every single podcasting platform out there. I'm out on Twitter. I'm out on Instagram. I'm out on YouTube. I'm out on TikTok. I'm out on pretty much everything I can get my hands on, of which it makes sense. Like, you're not going to find me on OnlyFans. No. You're not going to find that. Because nobody wants that content. Don't lie to me and say you do, because you don't. But in any case, back to the story. On the fly, their CEO started tearing down her metrics and talking about how low all of her metrics were because she's, you know, a small streamer. And I don't know if most people know this, but it ain't easy getting noticed as a streamer. It ain't. It never has been. At least not for the right reasons, anyway. And live on the on Artisan Build's Twitch stream, denied Kayapia's winnings and re-rolled who won the PC. So on its face, this is already a very douchey thing to do. To just go ahead and say, hey, I have decided on the fly today without having it written anywhere that uh, you're not big enough to win this PC. Reroll it after tearing down how badly the streamer is doing metrics wise, which... Honestly, as someone who technically is in the top 2% of all streamers just based on his metrics, she's doing better than me. Like, realistically, streaming is such a... It's such a hard business to get in. And And the thing is that I look at myself what my viewership is, what my follower count is, and how successful I am as a streamer. And I don't consider myself all that successful. But the fact that you look at my metrics and it says I'm in the top 2% really just shows the sheer volume of streamers out there trying to make it but can't. It is a grossly oversaturated field. So then naturally, pretty much the entire internet 
went ahead and just piled on this guy, piled on artisan builds or artesian builds. And I'll tell you what, just the, the line that he delivered saying, you, this is a, his exact words. And I quote, this is an ambassador giveaway. And if you want to win, you must collaborate with my company sponsored by Intel. Uh, yeah. Uh, no one was thrilled. Also, I hate to break it to him, but, uh, giving away free stuff is a very tricky business. For you see this kind of thing he just did, not only is it scummy in the overwhelming majority, if not all states of the United States, it is illegal. You cannot go ahead and take a PC like this and just suddenly change the rules as to who wins. There's also some questionable, questionable legality about saying, even putting in those kind of rules, let's even pretend that the rules were clear. You must met a certain metric of collaboration with my company to even earn this. Depending on the state, and I want to say the state of California is like this, that is considered a buy-in into the giveaway, which now makes it a lottery and thus makes it even more illegal. There's a reason why on my Twitch stream at twitch.tv slash Eagle Falcon, when I do do a giveaway, there are settings in a lot of giveaway tools to go ahead and weigh more heavily whether you're more likely to draw a subscriber, someone that pays you $5 a month for certain privileges or, or higher odds of rolling a moderator. I intentionally keep everything even for this reason because having those sort of things enabled can technically, if someone were to bring the weight of the law down on me, be considered a lottery, and then I could be facing jail time. Giveaways must be done on the up and up, and the rules for it must be clear before the giveaway is held. It's referred to as sweepstake law. And fortunately, it's nowhere near as strict in my state of Wisconsin as it is in Artesian Builds state of California. Oh, and to make matters even better with this guy, there's some records that show he has been evading state tax. You can't do that. <laughs> so the company's already in trouble with the state and his company business license in the state of California was forfeited in order for his company to function now as a business and enjoy what few tax benefits 
and more importantly, more operating legally sort of thing as opposed to an independent just selling stuff you own. That company now needs to reapply and then, oh, and also pay the back tax that is owed. Now, of course, the CEO went ahead and tried to apologize and it, they put out like several different weak apologies. And I do want to stress weak apologies. Like they were all just, just sad. They were all very, very sad apologies. That's the only way I could phrase it. And most of the first two apologies pretty much made this made it sound like I, I would say actually I would say the first one more came off as I'm sorry you were offended by our behavior and then I'm sorry we got caught and then finally we tried being pa- transparent but I'm so- but I'm sorry that uh, we offended everyone First off, they weren't being transparent at all. If they were being transparent, they wouldn't have changed the rules. (sighs) Now, since then... They did try to offer a free PC to the Twitch streamer that was denied a winning PC. No, wor- uh, someone in chat mentioned apparently they rolled they they rerolled several times for the PC, and it was just this one that uh, everyone knew about because clips of the incident were shared over and over again. Uh, Twitch or I'm sorry, Twitch YouTuber, tech YouTuber, Jay's Two Cents did step in and pull his connections with various PC builders, and actually then sent a PC that I am totally not jealous about. What are you talking about? To the Twitch streamer. So between all the positive positive publicity that the uh, the Twitch streamer got and the new PC, she's doing very well for herself right now. There's no mistaking that. I believe she was at like 2,000 followers on Twitch. Now it's sitting at like 20 or 30,000. Like, as long as she can keep up the momentum and provide good content, she is looking really good. Now, I'll just say it. If somehow she's watching this, your viewership is going to go down. Like right now, she's at like a, a like a, a hundred or two concurrent. It's gonna go down. It's probably gonna go down as low as fifty. Might even go all the way back down to what it was before. Don't worry about it. Just continue focusing on providing good quality content. Because any sort of thing like this, you know, your numbers are gonna surge massively. But as the story dies down, which I'll just phrase it like this right now, I think it's 
I think it's peaked. And I'll get to why I think it has peaked in just a moment. But I mean, the story can't last forever. And with that, the the free eyeballs you're going to get from it are going to die off. All you can do is just put out your best foot, provide the best content you can, and retain as much of it as possible, and just try to grow off it. Don't worry about the follower numbers going down. Don't worry about the viewer numbers going down. Just focus on providing high-quality content. And the best advice I can give any streamer, don't shut up. Far too often, and I fall into this trap constantly myself, when you're, play, when you're playing a game trying to provide entertaining game content, you're just silent the whole time. And that is bad. That is not good viewing. <laughs> Keep cracking jokes. Keep providing some kind of content. Keep interacting with chat. That's the best advice I can give. But you know, I'm only the top 2%. What do I have to talk about? That still feels weird. The fact that metrics-wise, technically top 2%. But I know I am an ant in the world of streaming. But let's actually get back to the kind of quality Artesian Builds provides. Because... Well, other streamers have pointed out that PCs they've gotten were throttled from the factory for reasons that cannot be explained. Like, for no adequately explored reason, just... Just for whatever reason, just throttle down the uh, the clock speed of the GPU. I don't know if they're just like when they're assembling these, trying to go ahead and hit a specific heat metric. But as long as there's an exhaust fan, there's no reason to throttle the GPU. It makes no sense. So even as far as PC builders go, they're not good at it. Which is just even more bizarre. Oh yeah, and then of course there's the big angle with the way they operate. And that's actually building the computer on stream. And then taking the revenue of those streams to actually fund the giveaways for their advertising. Which... There's nothing illegal about that. It's just. It doesn't give a good look. For a business to do that. Like most businesses that run a Twitch stream on the side. For that whole sort of thing. Usually any kind of revenue that's raised through the streams is. Donated to charity or something of akin to that. This is just go this just goes to giveaways 
to their ambassadors that are their free advertising. And then, oh yeah, the fact that, you know, the ambassadors are paid nothing other than commission to go and shill for them. And you might think, oh, it doesn't, it wouldn't cost the streamer anything. They just put a banner down, down their info page. It's no big deal. As I said earlier, the info page has very, very little traffic. As a small streamer, if I was to go ahead and try to maximize the amount of revenue I would get from a deal like that, there would either A, be a banner somewhere on the screen, or B, and probably the more likely way, seen as how, you know, I'm not being paid at all, other than in commissions, it would be a timed text message through a bot like Nightbot. In fact, I, in my, in my, actually, yeah, I would probably do Nightbot. Just because Nightbot is uh, kind of a meme in my, uh, in my channel. And then it's, you know, I'm advertising for a company that I make nothing for. Advertising on a channel like mine is cheap. I know that. There's not all that many eyeballs that pay attention to my stream. I don't have like thousands upon thousands of viewers. But the value of advertising on my channel isn't zero. And that's the point. And the fact they go ahead and treat their free advertising by never actually spending a single dime of their own is just awful. Someone in chat thought that uh, perhaps consistent frame rates are the reason for throttling. If the reason was for consistent frame rates, there's no reason to undervolt the GPU. If anything, undervolting it like that would cause less consistent frame rates. Because the moment the GPU needs to draw on more power to go ahead and render a harsher scene, it has no headroom because it's being held back. Honestly, you want the most consistent frame rates out of your GPU? You want to know how you do it? You leave the GPU at stock. That's it. Make sure you got a good power supply. Leave the GPU at stock. And just make sure you got enough cooling in the case. Make sure you got exhaust. Make sure you're not a positive pressure based case. That's the key. But now I said that the story of Artisan Builds is basically over. It doesn't sound like it's over yet because there's still places that the publicity could go. Ah, but that brings me to my final point. This tweet from... I've been swapping between Artisan and Artesian Builds. Which is it? Artisan or Artesian? Regardless. The company Artesian Builds... 
has deleted their apologies for starters. The tweets contain their apologies are gone. And they tweet out saying, quote, at this point, we are examining a potential employee-led buyout of the company. Thank you for your support. All right. Thoughts. And I actually have a lot to say on this. Because it wasn't all that long ago I took advantage of something very similar. The place I looked at, or the place I worked at, I worked there for years. In fact, now going on 10 years. I worked there for a long time. And the owner was looking to retire. I was presented with an offer from the owner to buy the company from him so that he can then go retire and that the money that I'd make from the business, large chunks of it would go to pay for the company over a seven-year period. Of course, I did this three years before COVID hit, so uh, three years before COVID, it seemed like a great idea. Three months, or I'm sorry, did I say three years? Three months before COVID. Three three months before COVID, it seemed like a great idea. Uh, three, mo- three months after I signed the paperwork and took over, mm, it, it was rough. There's no other way to say it. Now, being in the position of an employee that bought out the company, how do I evaluate someone within the company of, of Artesian Builds buying the company? You have a company that wasn't known to a lot of people until about a week ago. Now the entire PC building community knows the name Artesian Builds. That they're run by a douchebag that tried to go ahead and and use the excuse that he didn't have a PR department and that's why he decided to be a douche on live camera. The company could quite possibly be investigated by the FTC, though it's not likely, for sweepstakes, for violating sweepstake laws, and potential fraud. In addition, you technically don't even have a company. You have a collection of things because your license as a business was revoked. I would not buy the company as an employee. Absolutely not. The the name Artesian Builds is dead. The advertising platform was, you know, okay-ish. It was taking advantage of a lot of people who don't know the streaming industry all that well. 
And you had a lot of free publicity, basically. But now you have... The name is dead. It's unusable. The only chance this CEO has of surviving is to sell the company to another small manufacturer. There's plenty of other small PC builders out there. Power GPU, I know, is one that's run by like a dozen people who are all, you know, really chill, really nice people. Their CEO actually is quite possibly the exact opposite of Star-Lord here. Who is, I mean, those guys are, you know, very humble about where they are. Like that is a company that if they approached me with an advertising deal, as long as it wasn't like a complete ripoff, I would most likely take it because they're a company I trust. When you're a company like Artesian Builds that tries to go ahead and rip off small streamers by getting free advertising and then can't even be bothered to realize that the person you're contacting is a tech-oriented channel... Yeah, your name's not doing really well. And quite frankly, the company's over. The only news that will possibly happen is that maybe some other streamer is dumb enough to buy it. And I would say that Unless it's a big name streamer. It's just, it's just damaged goods. There's nothing you can do at this point. Or if a smaller builder went ahead and bought them out. Other than that, this story is done. The next step is, is hearing about the buyout or about the dissolvement of what's left of the company, even though technically, on paper, there is no company. We're going to take our break here, and when we come back, Russia. Yay, Russia. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. So, speaking of companies that don't know what they're doing, Rivian had realized that the price of everything has, in fact, gone up and has tried to increase the price of pre-orders retroactively by as much as $20,000. Now, because the number of people who could afford a $20,000 price hike and just kind of shrug at it is somewhere between zero and none, 
um, everyone disliked this. I mean, do you blame them? If you went ahead and just like, yeah, I want to, I, I wouldn't mind a new revolutionary uh, high-end pickup truck that's all electric for 60, for 60K. Oh, I'm sorry. Now it's 80K. What the heck? Someone in chat asked, did they offer full refunds? We're getting to that actually. Cause the thing is, is that the electric car market decided to steal the very, very bizarre way of doing business that Tesla kind of invented by going ahead and saying that you can go ahead and put down a small amount, usually about $1,000, to reserve one of these trucks that is that only exist in your imagination. And then you'll then you just pay the rest when it's actually real. A model by the way that is being widely adopted in the electric vehicle space and one of which I still want to know how they keep getting away with it. Because it opens the door for exactly this. Like exactly this. Or you know, it also opens up the door for what a lot of Tesla people are going to see. And that's that the Cybertruck and the Tesla Semi will just decide to uh, not exist. I'm telling you, those two trucks are just going to refuse to exist. Although new footage of updated Cybertrucks has hit the web. So maybe that atrocious polygon abomination will actually hit the streets and uh, will make you question whether your eyes have downgraded to N64 graphics rather than, you know, real life. I still don't get it either. But there's been no evidence that the Tesla Semi is going to see anything, or the Roadster for that fact. The Tesla Roadster is another one I think is just never going to see the light of day at this point. Well, after everyone I had looked at Rivian and said, you can't do this, man. We're going to cancel our orders because this is absolutely ridiculous. Give me my refundable deposit now. Um, Rivian has backtracked on this. Anyone who had ordered a Rivian R1T from since before March 1st will be able to pay the previous price and all people from there on forward pay the new price, which is now $20,000 higher. Now, before we start looking at Rivian and saying, wow, that's a whole lot of greed, let's also be real for a second. The price of everything since, since when Rivian first designed this truck has gone up. Especially in the electronics department. The chips and everything, battery controllers, the batteries themselves, there's a supply issue with them, and thus the price has gone up drastically. 
so I don't think this is Rivian trying to go ahead and say, hey, we're we're we top dog now. We first pick up electric pickup truck on the roads. We're going to go ahead and cash in on this. This is I believe this is Rivian looking at their numbers and going, wow, we are barely making any money doing this and barely able to pay our staff because the price of doing business has gone up so much. We need to increase the price or else we could go under. I do believe this price hike is more survival rather than trying to impersonate Bobby Kotick. Let's talk about Russia, shall we? Oh, Russia. How many of you know what the Iron Curtain is? And if any of you say a super weapon in the in the Red Alert franchise, I mean you're you're not wrong, but you're also wrong. The Iron Curtain is a concept from way back in the early Soviet Union days of isolating the, uh, citizens of the Soviet Union from information outside of the Soviet Union. So that all within the Soviet Union at the time would only learn what the Soviets wanted you to learn. That was the concept of the Iron Curtain. We are starting to see that take place now, which is absolutely fascinating. Considering, you know, you're in the digital age. I can literally learn anything I want at the push of a couple taps. Couple buttons. A few minutes later, I can learn anything with about a 70% success rate. I do have to put that little caveat in there because there's way too many bad YouTube videos out there. So, how is this new virtual Iron Curtain being formed? Well, let's start with the with the current updates. Apple has stopped all sales in Russia, period. No Apple devices are now being sold within Russia. To its citizens, to the government, to companies, no one. All of Russia cut off. In addition, all state-owned media outlets from all, all, all Russian state-owned media outlets on the Apple app stores pulled, gone. No information out of Russian outlets on iOS. Which I'm a little disappointed because I do like to hear what the officers have to say, but granted, I pretty much know what they're all going to say at this point, and it is absolute propaganda. 
There's no other way to describe it. But of course it advances from there. A lot of these moves are affecting Russian currency as well as their, uh, the value of their currency has dropped drastically. This also is accompanied by the fact that many of Russia's electronics platforms are being attacked by Anonymous. I know it's been a while since we've heard Anonymous actually do something that wasn't stupid. But they're going ahead and taking down various infrastructure. We have even more companies pulling out of out of Russia, including Apple, Disney, and well, I already mentioned Apple. Apple, Disney, and Ford also dialing back all operations in Russia. Exxon is also quit, quitting its last Russian project. Boeing is pull, is pulling out of Moscow as well. BP and Shell also distancing themselves from uh, from Russia. Warner Media it entirely is just no longer releasing films in Russia. Someone in chat says there's no sales in Russia from Electronic Arts. Honestly, I think that's a win for Russia. I, th- I think Russia got the better end of that one. Meanwhile, on the opposite end, Russia is holding out its w- one web rocket saying that they're not going to go ahead and, and allow anyone else to use it to send supplies to the International Space Station. Although, you know, uh, now that I say, say that about EA... I, I myself have had a long boycott of buying anything EA-related. I had to break it recently because I couldn't find the CD codes for my old my old Command & Conquer game, so I ended up rebuying it from EA. That means that no one in Russia can do can, can play any of the Red Alert games now. Aw, oh, feels bad. Oh, some, someone's gave me a correction. The OneWeb is a satellite internet console... Constellation like Starlink, not an international space station vehicles. My my bad, my bad. My bad, thank you for the correction. Now, to then advance this cyber war going, to be, going against Russia, Ukraine is forming an... IT army of their own. Specifically finding cyber specialists to go ahead and take part in this cyber war. And it's not like they haven't been successful already. Many electric vehicle chargers within Russia 
refuse to charge vehicles and just have on the display in Russian, Putin is a dickhead. And then having the message scroll, glory to Ukraine, glory to the heroes. I mean, I personally would prefer prefer a message of uh, one that's a bit more informative, but, uh, you know, still nice. This also being said, um, you know how I go out of my way to set up my own personal server in the other room, my own personal cloud for all my own internal services. I'm, I'm just, I'm just going to chalk this whole thing up to uh, another point of that. Could you imagine if you had, a, had an electric vehicle and you need a charge between work and home and the entire thing is now shut down and you know another country is responsible for that. I don't know if that's really helping our cause here, to be perfectly honest. I say our, but... I mean, it's Ukraine's cause. I just support them in their fight to continue existing. Just just keep trying. And then, of course, Twitter is labeling more tweets from Russia media outlets so that you know when it is just straight up part of the Russian propaganda outlet. The person in chat earlier that was talking about um, the OneWeb rocket wanted to clarify that it is, in fact... Uh, that that one web is sponsored by or sponsored fu- part f- no actually sponsored is the right word because it's part funded partly sponsored by the UK government so that's also important to know it is ba- it is basically Russia holding United Kingdom property hostage almost. So, of course, Putin couldn't just let this all go. Russia has cut itself off completely from Facebook and Twitter. So now you start to see how this information wall, this iron curtain... Begins to cut us off. We're starting to see stuff that is more akin to what you'd see in the Cold War. The biggest difference here is that. Actually, no, this is actually very close to it. I actually didn't say what the big difference is because I, I, as much as I know history. I am not well-versed in the exact details of the Cold War. 
I pretty much know the the majority gist of it, like most people do. Oh, and then, you know what I love even more as far as this whole Iron Curtain, the blocking of information and all that wonderful jazz? Russia demanded that Google block false, in massive air quotes, false ads about the Ukrainian war. Yeah, Google's not about to go ahead and uh, let Russia control completely the amount of information that's out there. Because keep in mind, Russia's trying to claim that Ukraine is run by a bunch of Nazi fascists. Which is not true. There is absolutely no evidence of such a thing. So anything saying contrary, they want silenced. Yeah, that's not how this is going to work. Like, at all. Now, within Russia, within this Iron Curtain, what do you do? You're, you're a innocent Russian civilian, and you want to know what the heck is going on. But you suspect your state media is just straight up lying to you. Because you've seen all sorts of things on Facebook, Twitter, other news outlets that say to the contrary, and now you can't access them. What do you do? Why, the same thing I do, you turn to the BBC. It is absolutely fascinating how pretty much everyone's go-to when it comes to getting a second opinion about news is the BBC. I love that this is the standard even in Russia as well. What the heck do people in the UK do then? The BBC is their primary source. Who do they go to for their secondary? The Verge? God, I'd hope not. But now, with Russians trying to get information from somewhere they can trust, of course, moves are being done to isolate that as well. Someone in the chat says it's ironic given that the BBC is also state media. This is true. It is. But hey. I say it is. It is always good to hear from multiple sources and to know what is the background of those sources. That is the important thing. Always keep that in mind. But of course, now Russia is trying to go ahead and block access to the BBC. So what are people doing now? Well, the BBC is now just being broadcast on, uh, shortwave radio (laughs) 
Go ahead and censor that! We're going old school! What a time. What a time. This is... To say that right now is surreal is an understatement, to say the least. Now, Russia has gone ahead and passed a new fake news law, which could give offenders up to 15 years in prison. Because if you want to try and go ahead and say that you are, in fact, the... uh, the kind free nation liberating a fascist controlled Ukraine. You pass laws that control the spread of information strictly. Yep. That's a, that, that that's, that's the right decision. Clearly this was, this was clearly the right decision. Good job, Russia. Good job. Yeah. You, you, you showed us. You showed us that you, that you were the people that stand for freedom and not fascists. Yeah. Now, of course, what do you do then? What is the biggest blow you could strike to go ahead and have no more inf- bad information spread out of Russia to try and spread their message that's looking more and more fascist. Well, there's a very easy way. You go to the body of the internet that controls internet access and try to shut down domain names. To go to ICANN. To shut down internet domain names. And that's exactly what Ukraine did. They went to ICANN. So what did they have to say? Well. ICANN denies Ukrainian request to shut down Russian internet domains. Now, before anyone tries to say that, that, uh, tries to say anything reckless about what I'm about to say, I agree with ICANN. This is absolutely the correct answer. Because if we go ahead and use ICANN, to shut down Russian domains, we're no better. I'm sorry, it's just true. So, Russian domain names will stay up. My phone is chirping a storm because all of a sudden a winter weather advisory was issued for my area starting tomorrow morning oh wow two to five inches dang impressive 
And well, that's the story of the Russian Iron Curtain. And what's going to be weirder is that we're going to be seeing more and more of these kind of stories. There's no other way around that. This thing is going to escalate. And considering the fact that this war is now taking a cyber turn. You're going to see more and more and more. um, Internet service companies. Try to shut off their. Service to Russia and Russia trying to cut off more services to the rest of the world. Fortunately for us. Russia doesn't have a whole lot of services that we rely on on a day-to-day basis. They have their own internal kind of search engine equivalent to Google. It's called Yandex. And a lot of other services that Russia offers via the internet are pretty much Russian exclusive already. But now will they try to go ahead and hit other services could we see them try to go ahead and and wage a cyber attack on other outlets possibly we will just have to wait and see although could you imagine if a Russian attack took down Google Think of all the Chromebooks that wouldn't function anymore. Yeah, I figured out a way to bring Chromebooks into this. I figured out a way to go ahead and rip on Chromebooks. In all seriousness, though, that actually is a legitimate concern. It could actually happen. And considering the fact that Chromebooks basically are just a thin client connecting to Google services... What would function on a Chromebook if Google went went down? If you had downloaded Android apps, would those at least still function? But I first I first started this up as like a bit to rip on Chromebooks, but now I'm actually curious. Huh. Would they even run or would they still try to ping the Google servers and then fail to do so would just cease to function? Hmm. We're going to take, well, we'll probably not have the answer when we come back, but we're going to take a break regardless. And when we come back, Activision Blizzard. Yes, they're in the news again. Oh, boy. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. Activision Blizzard! They're back in the news, baby! Oh, and it's not looking pretty for them. So, if somehow you are not up to speed on this, let me give you a very, 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 very brief overview. Activision Blizzard has had a culture of employees harassing other employees mostly male employees harassing female employees 
One, in fact, committed suicide after nudes of her were shared around. Activision CEO Bobby Kotick basically turned a blind eye to it for the longest time while also managing the company to do nothing but turn profits rather than actually put out any sort of content that would be worthy of said profits. And then uh, while facing uh, retaliation from, uh, you know, the employees that are fed up with this because everyone just found out what everyone else was dealing with, started going ahead and getting the word out, blowing whistles, the state of California got involved in an entire investigation into the company and found out everything was true. Union is still in the works of being formed. And all at the same time, Microsoft came in to try and buy Activision Blizzard on the cheap because they're facing so much of uh, so many scandals. We'll just phrase it like that. And then it just continues even more. Because, well, it turns out that when you're a company known for employees harassing other employees, you have a hard time keeping talent and attracting new talent. No way! Who could have saw this coming? Who could have thought? That no one wants to work for a company where people apparently just grab naked pictures of you and then pass them around while getting drunk and crawling around cubicles. Who, who would have thought that nobody really wants to work there? Wow. What a crazy, crazy concept. And it gets even weirder because apparently there has been an there it is I have the wrong story in order it turns out there was also a opening on the board of directors and in fact Blizzard is in violation of the diversity laws of the state of California by not having at least three women on its board of directors But here's the killer part. I mean, first off, I'll just say this right now. The diversity law is BS in the first place, in my opinion. Just because if the, if the law was reversed the other way, that you need to have at least three men on the board of directors people would find that offensive and sexist. So if it's offensive one way, it's terrible the other way. I'm, ju I'm just saying. That's my thought on it. But that's not why I'm bringing it up. I'm bringing it up because Blizzard cites as their reason for why they have not complied with the law, which whether you agree with it or not, it is the law... You have to comply with it or face the consequences. The reason Blizzard failed to comply with the law is because, well, we're being acquired by Microsoft. 
smooth like butter. Yes, we can't comply with the law because we have to be bought by Microsoft. By the way, um, I hate to remind Activision Blizzard of this, but they have not been complying with this law for three years. I know these deals happen behind closed doors for a while. You have not been in talks with Microsoft for three years about being bought out. I mean, you haven't. Come on. And the killer part of this is you had a woman on the board. And then you let her go after refusing to pay her the same as the co-lead. I mean, the gender, again, the, I, I don't agree with the law, but holy cow. I, I'm not defending what Blizzard did there, because that's just awful. Just straight up terrible. Because they could have easily complied with the law, and then didn't, because they'd rather discriminate, and thus proving why the law, which does discriminate in the other way, should exist in the first place. Good job, Blizzard. Good job. This deal for Microsoft to buy out Blizzard cannot come fast enough. They need this to come in like yesterday. They need this. They need to be bought out and their entire ownership just be purged. That is the only way Activision Blizzard is going to heal. Oh, and hey, remember how I was talking earlier, br- very briefly, about um, the Blizzard employee that killed herself? Because people were sharing nudes of her throughout the entire uh, the entire company. Yeah, the family is uh, finally feels they have enough evidence, thanks to the state of California, to uh, to sue. Yeah, that's going to be a settlement. That's going to be a a hefty settlement. I mean, I'll just say that right now. If if any of you are hoping that this lawsuit goes to court and it'll be one giant drama bashing against Activision Blizzard, it won't. This is the first and last story you're going to hear about this. 
I no, I take that back. There'll be one more story about how they settled for some seven-digit number. Actually, if I had to guess, they'll settle for a seven-digit number, and the first digit will be a four. That's my guess. Because they're going to want this gone out of the news cycle. A-S-A-G-D-P. Oh yeah, by the way, on the game front for Activision Blizzard, um not looking too good. I'll I'll just phrase it that way. It is not looking good. The latest patch for uh for World of Warcraft finally came out. People are noticing uh what I pointed out. And that the entire new zone that was released is a very blatant ripoff of the concept of the ancients from Final Fantasy fourteen and the Elpis zone of Endwalker. And for bonus points, they did almost complete shot-for-shot ripoffs of one of the key scenes from... Final Fantasy XIV's Heaven's Ward. And then, of course, the mystical sigil that uh, they needed to go ahead and chase after their bad guy is a direct ripoff of the Crystal of Asm from Final Fantasy XIV. Like, it's, it's the same color... It's the same shape. It is the same symbol on the on the crystal. It is the exact same. The No, I take it back. There's one big difference. The actual crystal from Final Fantasy 14 fits in the palm of your hand. That is the only difference. Even the color's the same. I can't believe Blizzard. You know how a lot of people, when they just feel bleh, will just post on like Twitter and social media, no thoughts, only empty head? That's Blizzard right now. There's no thought up there. It is only empty head. Just not a single single thought going on up there nvidia was hacked there were suspicions that nvidia was hacked i think we covered it last week but it has been confirmed nvidia was hacked data was stolen now what was released well The entire NVIDIA DLSS source code was leaked. All of it. Poof. Out there for all to see. In addition, information about a Switch 2 with Ampere GPU also leaked out. Are you kidding me? I can't escape it. 
the rumors of the Switch Pro. Why? Why do they continue to exist? When will the rumors of the Switch Pro just die? I just want to be free of the Switch Pro. Look, I, I heard these rumors for like three years straight. It didn't happen. Just, oh. <laughs> I mean, it could still happen, but man, just stop. Stop it. Just stop hoping for a Switch 2. Like, the worst part is it could be real. And it could be we might even hear an announcement about it and it could come out as soon as, like, this holiday season. Out of nowhere, catching us completely off guard. But you know what? None of us will believe it. I'll have a hard time believing it because I am... I have been hearing about these Switch Pro rumors for so long and they kept saying, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to be 4K, it's going to happen. It's like, wait, that doesn't make sense. Why is it going to, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to happen. And it didn't happen. Like, it could be real and I'm just going to ignore it. Because we're just sick of it. Absolutely sick of hearing about it. But here's the question. Why? Why the hack on NVIDIA? Here's a fun guessing game for you. Can you answer it? Why did the hackers hack NVIDIA? What was the end goal? I'll tell you what it's not that hard when you think about it the hacking group by the way goes by the name of Lapsus L-A-P-S-U-S dollar sign and someone in chat has it right the answer is crypto The hackers that infiltrate NVIDIA systems are now threatening to release more confidential information unless the company commits to open sourcing their drivers. Why would you need to open source your drivers? You're either a Linux fanatic and want open source to the drivers or you want the source code to finally crack LHR. Surprise! That's the end goal. Now, here's the thing before any of you crypto miners out there that are still listening to this for some reason start to cheer. NVIDIA is not going to release open source drivers. They have no motive to. What do you mean they have no motive to? They got a hacking group that says they're going to go ahead and release all the drivers. They release all the information they had unless they do. You want to know why you don't give in to hacker demands? Because then they're going to demand something else. They're going to keep 
de making demands and still hold all your information and threaten to release it until finally you refuse to give the whole company to them because that'd be stupid and they release the data anyway. What's the point of giving in? When you know there's just gonna be more demands. Surprise! Yeah. They're not gonna give in. They're just gonna do exactly what they should. They're just gonna brace for the information to get released anyway. And then begin working on patching how the hackers got in to their systems. All right, speaking of crypto, let's talk about Gabe Newell. So not too long ago, in fact, it was actually back in 2016, and then lasted until the end of 2017, that Steam accepted Bitcoin as payment. They were one of the early ones saying, oh man, they're, they're embracing the future. Well, why did they stop? If crypto's so good, why did Valve stop? Because does anyone want to guess? We're having a fun guessing game on a podcast where no one can answer back to me in real time, except for the handful of people here in chat. It's actually really obvious when you think about it. Why would you want to stop taking any kind of currency? Someone saw the story already. Someone clearly already saw... saw Saw, saw the sto story already because half of the transactions were fraudulent why would you stop taking any currency because your money's no good but the blockchain doesn't lie it never lies right one cannot just make a fraudulent transaction Oh, actually, apparently half the people can. More and more and more. We look at crypto-based technology. And we're finding out, first off, it's nowhere near as foolproof as the true believers wanted, wanted us to believe. And that the fraud problem, the scam problem, the criminal activity problem of cryptocurrency just seems to keep getting worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse and worse. And worse. Do you blame Gabe? I don't blame anyone. If there was a 50% chance that any form of payment would be invalid when I swiped it or took it or processed it, and I wouldn't know for, you know, 
a handful of time later. Imagine if half, if you were a business and half the checks you took in bounced. You'd take no more checks. And many places don't take checks anymore. And that being one of the reasons. So again, I don't blame them. Not at all. All right, we want some positive news. Something that'll make us a little bit less depressed. How about some Steam Deck news? Word is that Valve will not increase the price of the Steam Deck, despite the fact that it is widely successful, but they are strongly looking into higher end versions of the Steam Deck. Honestly, good. Because here's the thing with Valve. Valve, the entire company of Valve, I am convinced, has ADD. Valve very quickly loses interest in anything that it deems as pointless and will drop it like a hot potato. Remember the Steam controller? Yeah, good times. Remember Steam Link? Yeah, that didn't last long either. Remember Big Picture Mode? Remember Steam OS? Dropped. Never looked at again. Although Steam Steam OS lives on in the Steam Deck as a refined version of it. I mean, heck, they were giving away Steam Link. Yeah, someone in chat, I, I got a Steam Link for free. I think I paid like two bucks for mine. I originally, I was one of the early adopters of the Steam controller. It actually is a pretty good controller. Except for the touchpad. That one's just... <laughs> But other than that, it's a really good controller. I love it. I bought one full price. And then I bought a second one for $3 because they were trying to get rid of them. So, I mean, there's a lot of disappointment when it comes to Valve items. So to see the Steam Deck become very popular... This is good news. We could see a Gen 2. We could see a high-end version of it. Might even see maybe a... Nah, probably won't see a lower... I I can't imagine a much lower-end version of the Steam Deck than it already is. Because 400 bucks for one is already an insane buy for a gaming-capable machine. Like, we have joked in the PC building space for the longest time about something being a a console killer, an Xbox killer, a PlayStation killer. But the one thing we always struggle on is the price. No matter how hard I try, I cannot build a PC, especially now, 
that's as powerful as the PS5 for less than the costs of a PS5. You can match the specs, but the gaming performance, you just won't get there. That's where the Steam Deck excels. And to see it catch on this much is amazing news. Simply amazing. What is less amazing news, though, is the fact that Nintendo is directly targeting videos on YouTube that are showing Switch emulation. Oh, Nintendo. We've almost missed the way you just continue to disappoint us. Ah, well. What can you do? What can you do? Now, what is interesting about this? It's not the fact that Nintendo is specifically targeting emulation. Because here's the thing, right? We always picture emulation in this kind of gray area. Emulation is not illegal. But emulation is a easy way into piracy, which is illegal. But the thing is, is that I can go ahead and have a ROM of Breath of the Wild and physically have Breath of the Wild, the cartridge, on my desk, emulate it because for whatever reason, I want to go ahead and capture it at a better quality than I can on the Switch. That's not illegal. I still have the cartridge. I even have the Switch. I am simply emulate because I want features such as not dropping frames that I can't get on the Switch. That's one use case. But Nintendo sees that as just piracy and tries to take it down even though they don't have the legal grounds to do it. What is interesting, though, is that normally I actually don't... I'll be perfectly honest. When I do my show prep here for this podcast, I go out of my way not to watch any other tech podcasts. I broke that vow this weekend for one main reason. Linus Tech Tips on his WAN show podcast was talking about the story we were talking about earlier. uh, Artesian computers. And I really wanted to get his take on it since uh, pretty much every tech outlet talked about it except for his. During his podcast, Linus vowed he is going to go make a video showing legal emulation and how to do it on the Steam Deck and challenge Nintendo to take it down. And then fight the takedown afterwards. And quite honestly, as a small little content creator that has no chance of fighting pretty much anything except for, 
you know, the handful of times a no-name rapper tries to claim that the outro to this podcast is their independent work when it clearly isn't. I really want to just sit back, get a giant bowl of popcorn, and just watch this fight out, because, man, that's going to be interesting. Because Linus has the resources to fight that. It's a fight that would handle that would happen in the YouTube copyright system. So it's Linus's home field. And Nintendo is just notoriously bad at understanding modern law when it comes to content creation. It's going to be one heck of a fight that I absolutely do not want to miss. We're going to take our last break here when we come back. I want to talk briefly about the Apple announcement and also an unlikely partnership for electric vehicles. Welcome back, Eagle Eyes on Tech. I'm Eagle Falcon. You know what you haven't heard about in a while? Amazon Luna. Remember Luna? I remember. Luna is Amazon's attempt to cash in on Stadia. And, well, it's now available to everyone in the U.S. Whether you want it or not. It's available to you. Woo! Who's actually excited for this? I feel bad because I signed up for the beta and I wanted to go ahead and try it on stream and then I forgot about it. Completely forgot about it. Just poof. Never again cared. But it is out and the way it operates is... um odd because it basically operates under a subscription model but for like various channels so you're paying multiple descriptions or subscriptions like Luna Plus is $6 a month you get access to a bunch of other games Um, if you have uh, Amazon Prime you have Prime Gaming which means you get access to other games to, to, a, to another section of games. There's a retro channel that you get access to for $5 a month. There's the Jackbox channel that's $5 a month. By the way, don't do that. Because after... What would it be? I'd say it right now to buy every single Jackbox game if you time everything correctly and buy on sales. You could have every single Jackbox Party Pack game for roughly 50 bucks. Like, it is comical how often Jackbox has sales on their games, and you can just pick up large chunks of the Party Pack Collective for, like, literally more than half off. It is not hard to get a hold of those games. The Ubisoft Plus costs $18 a month. Oof. That's pretty rough. And 
honestly, these whole things don't seem all that bad, except for one thing. It's all cloud gaming. Which means you have to deal with latency. So then I ask, do you really want to deal with that? Like, really? Really, really? Because I'm willing to bet you don't. I mean, quick, show of hands, who who wants to deal with latency on their gaming? Dre, in the case of the Jackbox games, it's not going to matter a whole lot. It's mostly, you know, trivia and party games where being a, few, being a couple fractional seconds late on an input doesn't matter a whole lot. But outside of that, I really don't want to even play Castlevania in the retro channel with a fractional second input lag. It's going to be a tough sell. So, good luck, Amazon. Not for me. Thank you very much. All right. I didn't think we were going to be able to get to it, but I proved us wrong. The Apple event. You know, it's funny. This is the first time that uh, this podcast is going to be on YouTube. By the time this segment comes out, this Apple event will be over and done with. I mean, let's be perfectly honest. I have no idea what it is. Of course, we're recording this on Sunday. This episode is in this this Apple events on on Tuesday. I fully expect it to be all about the M2. The second generation of the Apple Silicon chip. And they're probably going to push four nanometers as like its big selling point. Like way, 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 way back in the old days. All that mattered on processors was clock speed. Even though AMD was beating Intel on performance with much lower clock speeds, that's all they cared about. Because bigger number is more, more number, more better. Well, now, of course, there's been a huge push against Intel that they couldn't get below 14 nanometers for the longest time. That lower nanometer, more better. So, so Apple's going to go ahead and push lower nanometer is better -er. Even though Intel is in the works of proving that wrong. Now, that being said, I actually do expect the second generation of the Apple Silicon to, at least on Apple's paper, be much, much better. But if you've learned anything from me, it should be to be skeptical. Be cautious, be aware, because you don't know what is going to really be the performance numbers from these processors. I could predict, you know, this clock speed about this kind of, this kind of core count, 
But the unfortunate thing with Apple, they never give us hard numbers. You know what they give us? It's 2x faster than... Uh, it's 70% more better than competition. Yeah, 30, someone in chat says 30% more. 30% more what? It's just 30% more. And I'm willing to bet a lot of what they're going to compare it to is still going to be Intel Max. And you know what the problem with Intel Max are? Intel Max run on 14 nanometer processors that Intel was very lazy with. And Apple was very, 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 very lazy in designing a cooling solution for. My personal favorite is still the MacBook Air that has a passive heatsink and an exhaust fan. And that's it. But Intel failed Apple, and that's why Apple abandoned Intel. Just a reminder that Apple is perfectly content making a defective product just to make their next generation seem that much better. Here's what I will predict from this event. I will predict a MacBook Air with the new M2, a new designed Mac Mini that'll be even smaller, potentially even looking like the patent that just came up. I'll talk about that in just a little bit. And I will also predict the Mac Pro. Or the iMac Pro. Someone in chat asks, fanless? I think the MacBook Air will be fanless. I think the Mac Mini and the Mac Pro will both have fans, especially the Mac Pro. Mac Mini actually could be fanless. It could be. But I doubt it. That is at least what I think is going to happen. All right, but what's this patent I'm talking about? Well, we might see this as a potential redesign of the Mac Mini. How many of you remember the earliest Macs, or at least saw it in your history books. The ones where the entire computer case had a keyboard built into it. Well, back then, keyboards were much more bulky, but you could easily put in a pretty cool running PC in it since, you know, back then the microprocessor wasn't exactly a 
computing monster. And in fact, didn't even take that much power. And most of the PCs back then were cooled passively. Well, if you were to do that now with an ARM processor, you could probably get it pretty thin, right? How about the exact same size as the current wireless Mac keyboard, but instead of the battery, it just has the computer there and it just hooks up via USB-C or USB-4 to the monitor. It could totally do it too. USB 4 would totally provide the bandwidth to provide to power the IO on the monitor. It could totally provide enough power to the to the power sipping arm processor. You could have a desktop that looks like a super slim sleek monitor cuz of course it's just the monitor there's no compute in it. You don't have to worry about any sort of iMacness going on. And then the entire keyboard where it would be a wireless keyboard now is just the computer. It's an interesting thought. I wonder if it will actually be real. It is an interesting design to say the least. That would just be all keyboard just connected those watching the actual video i would ignore this picture here that shows oh and it's actually talking about the asus e keyboard a similar concept device where it has like a touchpad on the side yeah i don't i don't see that catching on whether it happens or not will be absolutely fascinating to say the least But I mean, other than something like that, what would a redesigned Mac Mini look like? Using an M1 processor, it can get pretty crazy small. It could get to about the size of, I'd say safely an iPhone, a regular iPhone, not an iPhone Plus or an iPhone Max, just a regular size iPhone. I think you can get about that small safely and still cool it, even passively. It'll be an interesting event, and I do actually plan on doing... Well, obviously, I plan on doing coverage of that. And you'll be hearing it first, of course, on the early Burb briefing. Now... With everyone and their mother trying to go ahead and get in on the electric car game. Who would you say are the two least likely people to partner up? Well, first, let's grab Honda. The car manufacturer that everyone forgets exists. And then we need someone else. Hmm. Who's an electric company that we keep forgetting does something other than video games? Um, who does a lot of oddball stuff? 
but we primarily know for video games. Oh, how about Sony? Yeah, Honda and Sony apparently plan on building an electric car together by 2025. What? I mean, everyone else is making them. Why not at that point, right? Just go ahead. Just everyone build build a freaking electric car. I, you know, I'm going to go build my own electric car. Heck, you got to, someone in chat says, yeah, the PS6 is going to be built in. Someone else in chat, you can now play your favorite PlayStation game in your car. Man, good thing Microsoft is involved with this. Could you imagine the chaos? Sir, were you driving your electric car while playing Forza again? No. I swear I wasn't. Does the PlayStation have a uh, racing game built into it? Or not? Or like a racing game that's known to the platform? Like Microsoft has had Forza for a while. And the only reason we know that that Microsoft has Forza is because they refuse to let us forget it. That should be the free space on any Microsoft Xbox announcement. Forza. You make your bingo sheet just like put, oh, new Fable game, update on this, update on that. Their free space should be Forza. Every time, 100% of the time, Forza. Forza, Forza, Forza. (sighs) And with that, folks, I bring you the last burb. The last story of the day. The weirdest story of the week. It is another electric car. One with a a feature no one else ever asked for ladies and gentlemen the polestar 2 electric roadster with built-in drone why (laughs) yo dog i heard you like driving so we let you drive while you drive so you can drive your drone while you drive your car Why? Who just, uh, I, what is the possible market for this? Who is going to actually go ahead and get a two seater electric vehicle solely because I have a drone built into it. And it's not like a someone in chat said, said it's for someone who wanted to pretend to be James Bond. It's not like it have any weaponry or anything. It's just going to have a camera. It's going to go up and watch you drive. Is that what this is built for? Is this built for the for the uh for the Forza enthusiast that wants to drive their car from third person view? Is that the target market for this? 
the people who somehow can't drive a car normally but absolutely need to drive their car in third person view i will give it this much though trying to parallel park from a low riding roadster vehicle is certainly going to be infinitely easier in third person view but i just i just wonder a whole lot of nonsense folks that is going to do it for this episode of eagle eyes on tech thank you so much for listening or watching if you're watching this on youtube and i hope you watch the other segments as, as well and i do encourage you to check out the daily podcast the early burb briefing you can find that at anchor.fm slash early burb briefing you can also check out this podcast at youtube.com slash eagle falcon and check out my twitch page twitch.tv slash eagle falcon take care and i hope you have a great day oh yeah and the episodes we didn't cover will go into the bonus episode anchor.fm slash eagle eyes on tech we got a lot to, to promote nowadays dang we're everywhere As impressive as the drone car is, Tesla needs to step up their game. The competition is incorporating drones. Tesla, what you need to do is you need to have your next Tesla Model S. Actually, no, this could be the X. The Tesla Model X. Open up the gullwing doors. Launch your own drone swarm. Collaborate with the boring company to equip each drone with not a flamethrowers to attack those who decided to cross you. I'm telling you, Elon Musk, it'll definitely end really well and not in a massive lawsuit that I will watch while eating popcorn.